Welcome to the Bartender Journey Podcast, number 100. Can you believe it? Number 100. Well, how about that? 100 shows. I started this show with Vano two years ago. We called it the Bartender Journey, which was the perfect name because it's been, it's really been a journey. I've personally learned so much over these last two years and met so many cool and amazing people. I've interviewed some of the most amazing top people in the industry, which was really a privilege and an honor. Um, People from the bar business and from the uh, cocktails and spirits industries. And uh, I've been to uh, these amazing events like Tales of the Cocktail and developed a relationship with them where I'm um, now producing podcast audio content for them as well. So it's been exciting. You know, I've bartended off and on myself for many years. Uh, But two years ago when we started this show, I didn't know how much I didn't know. (laughs) And uh, the the cocktail culture, which is sort of a dorky phrase, but I can't think of a better one, has also been evolving over the same period of the last few years. Or more accurately, it's been uh, having a resurgence. You know, my parents' generation, they would have cocktail parties and they would drink things like Old Fashions and Manhattans and tiki drinks, and uh, then they went away for a while. And then um, now they're back, and it's so cool. It's been exciting, and uh, I love this business and and cocktails and, and the cool people that are involved with it. Like I said, I've met so many cool and amazing people uh, through this show, and uh, Vano, of course, who uh, used to be on every week, and now uh, he's taking a step back, and he's on occasionally. I was hoping to have him on for show 100, but it uh, just didn't work out, so we're going to try our very best to have him on show number 101 next week, and uh, he's a cool and interesting and introspective guy, and uh, he's a lot of fun to talk to, so uh, look for that next week. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk with my friends that I made through the show, Ozeal and Chris Tunsdale. They are fellow bartenders and also fellow podcasters, believe it or not. So we're going to talk to them, and uh, I don't have anything really planned, but we're just going to talk and, uh, and bullshit. Yeah, we curse on this show. Hey, guys. Oh, there he is. Sorry. What's going on, man? Not much, man. How's it going, guys? All right, good. Well, there's Chris, there's Ozeal, and uh, welcome to Bartender Journey, episode number 100. Thank you for coming Woo-hoo. on, and thanks for coming Woo-hoo. on, guys. Two dudes I met through uh, through the show, so it's uh, an honor to have you guys on. Oh, yeah, thanks it's for it's, it's an honor to be here, man, and cheers. Cheers. For number 100. I have my, uh, oh. I'm, I'm actually drinking a bourbon sidecar. I don't know, what are you guys drinking tonight? You know, I got like a little uh, sore throat going on, so I got like a hot toddy going here with some uh, old Overholt rye in it. Oh, nice. <laughs> just a beer for me right now. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's earlier for you guys out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's six o'clock. It's never too early. Absolutely. Well, you know, cheers. I, cheers. Cheers. You know, it's so, it's so cold here in New York. It was uh, two degrees this morning when I woke up, and uh, I was thinking I should invent a, a cocktail called It's Summer Somewhere, you know? Like, <laughs> right? Like it's five o'clock somewhere. It's summer somewhere. Make it, you know, make it all fruity or whatever. I don't know. Make it a summery kind of drink. You know, yeah. I think that's a good make idea. It with a little chili, powder, like chili hit in the back to kind of like warm you up a little bit. Yeah. There you go. I like nice. it. Just a thought. Just a thought. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I've been reading um, Greg Sider's book. It's uh, Alchemy in the Glass. Have you seen guys seen that book? 
I have no, not. I haven't seen that one yet. It's nice. Uh, yeah, I got a uh, reviewer copy here, and uh, I'm trying to set up a call with the author, but it hasn't happened yet. But um, interesting, he uses uh, agave syrup all the time, you know, rather than simple syrup. And he'll, uh, yeah, the first section of the book is is classics, you know. Oh, do we just lose somebody? Ozeal, are you still there? No, I'm here. I'm oh, here. okay. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, the first section of the books is is classics, you know. And uh, like for his margarita, for instance. He'll leave out the Cointreau or triple sec and use agave syrup with orange bitters. I thought that was really interesting, you know. And uh, I tried it; it's great, and it's um, nice. and it's a good way to save money, you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Cool, but the, I'm a fan of the agave syrup. I, I hadn't used it much before, but uh, I like it. What's up with you guys? Well, Chris, Chris has been killing it over there. So I'll go ahead, and let Chris. Yeah, you got yeah, a lot going on, Chris. That. Yeah, yeah, man. Things have uh, things have changed a lot since um, since the last time we talked. Um, I have a full-time job now, which is kind of crazy. Ouch. So I'm uh, working with a company called Bard Metrics and um, just started off in January and continuing to, to uh, work with a bar above. So, I mean, just a bunch of crazy stuff happening. It's great. Yeah. So what's that about? What's the new gig? So um, it's a kind of like a restaurant and bar consultation company, mm-hmm. um, but it, it they call it actually a facilitator. So we go in there and try, and we implement best practices and try to improve the profitability of restaurants and bars. And not only that, but the actual culture of the bar, um, the restaurant environment too. This is something that I just, I really wish I would have had, you know, working in the environment over 10 years. Yeah. uh, Just an amazing training. And it makes you look at business of restaurants and bars very, very differently. So it's kind of that business training that none of us got as managers and um, right. yeah, in, in the business. So it's, it's absolutely eye-opening and revolutionary. And, um, you know, the whole thing is basically about helping people. And that's what I love. So it couldn't have been a better pairing. Nice, nice. And it's, uh, hey, nine to five, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, really. <laughs> it's not, not what we're used to as bartenders, but, you know. Hey, right, something exactly. to be said for having your evenings and weekends for you, I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel very, very blessed. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And hey, Chris, are you going to be doing the, uh, are you a bar above? Is, are you doing any of that lately? Or I was wanting to ask you about that. Yeah, so um, it's changed considerably since, um, since I uh, took on this role. And my wife, Julia, is taking over a lot of the like editorial process. So she's basically the one in charge. We have, um, we have a couple different writers. Um, working with us so it's this has always kind of been the transition that we saw with the bar above is to establish the identity like pro, uh, professional bartender fo- focused mm-hmm. and then help to showcase other bartenders out there so um, you know right now we're actually looking for writers that are in the bar industry that can you know share some of their stories and you know really highlight their experiences um, so that's kind of the direction that we're taking a bar above now nice. awesome I wish yeah. I had I wish I had a writer <laughs> yeah. I just gotta turn the mic on and start talking and see what happens. <laughs> that works. Yeah. So how okay. about you, Ozil, man? I haven't talked to you in forever, man. I know, man. I miss you guys. It's been a while. It seems like everybody's been doing their thing. I've been focused on uh, I don't know if I told you guys last uh I know I mentioned this to, to Brian that I'm staffing, I'm the bar staffing manager at this local venue here in downtown Houston called Station Three, and it's a firehouse and they turned it into this uh 
venue where they have a lot of weddings. Uh, we did a, an event there for um, Woodford Reserve. Oh, the nice. Experience that Manhattan. So it's really cool that the fact that a lot of these big brands are coming to this venue and I happen to staff and, and you know, bar train there. So uh, that's been a really great experience. Management is something that I definitely was not ready for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's it's been a learning experience and uh, and it's been fun and I think the hospitality aspect of what I bring in my past experience is something that's been a great advantage uh, in this early stage of management. So that's I've been focused on that and then just uh, launching another multiple another mobile bartending company here in Houston and working on a little uh, ebook on hospitality here that hopefully. Uh, you hear it first. Hopefully, I get to <laughs> to release it in a couple months. All right. Uh, so yeah. So that's been it's been pretty busy over here, man. It's been great. No complaints. That's cool. Well, man, hospitality is such an important part of the business, you know, and and something that we've always focused on here on our show. But man, once you get into the management side, there's a whole nother set of skills. And we talked about it, Chris. I, I, I guess yeah. it was on your show. But man, there's there's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mix and yeah. drink. Mix and drinks ain't half of it, you know. That's always the fun part, right? Yeah, I tell you. Yeah. And it's funny, like the more you get into management, the more you need I feel like you need a drink. <laughs> totally. <Right. laughs> so true. But the less the less you could do it, because you got every you know, everybody watching you now and you know, right. you gotta set the right example and then you got the people above you as well. So it's it's uh, pretty hairy sometimes. Yeah. Uh, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I think it's funny, you know, we met, we, we all met through the show and became friends, although we've never met in person, but I guess that's, uh, in this interconnected world, that, that's something that can happen these days, but that's about to change, right? Tales of the Cocktail, who's going? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Can't wait. Yeah. All in. All yeah. right. Awesome. Yep. I'm about to book my trip. Uh, I'm going to do it tonight or tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait for that. I was watching, um, Dave Grohl's show. Have you seen that? Um, Dave Grohl is a, a, a documentary on HBO and he goes to a different city, uh, and, um, just talks about music and bars and stuff. And, uh, they, I just watched the episode about New Orleans last night and I was like, man, I can't wait to get back there. I can't wait. Such a cool city. It's going to be well, cool. I, I will be the virgin one out of the group because I believe Chris, you, it was your first time this past year, right? And then, I went, one previously, um, oh, okay. yeah, but I didn't experience it like I did last year. Last oh, year, really? yeah, yeah, it was pretty amazing yeah, experience. I'm surprised you and I didn't run into each other, Brian. I know, I know. Well, wait, I don't know if we would have. We might have not even recognized each other. I don't know, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think that was. Yeah. I think that was before we started chatting. You know. Th- yeah, actually, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it was. But I was, je- I was jealous. You went to that short truce uh, seminar. That that's something I would have loved to have experienced. You know. Yeah, and you know, I haven't even taken a look at the new lineup yet. I don't even know. It only came out like two days ago. I, I, ah it, oh so it's out already okay it did, well I, they haven't even announced the, they finally just announced what the seminars are going to be and stuff they haven't announced the times or anything but um very preliminary but it's it's been finalized um just maybe two three days ago so wow. it's it's out there it's available and it's uh, amazing how there's so many conferences coming up i mean i think i mentioned this to chris and you too brian that we just had our san antonio cocktail conference which is a major hit yeah uh, unfortunately I, I missed it this past year but it seems like i'm seeing more and more cocktail Cocktail conferences, and I think that's. I predict that we're going to probably see many more from probably cities we don't even expect to have cocktail conferences mm-hmm. are going to probably blossom here in the near future. I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on that, guys? As far as the the conference and, and people getting organized and really excited about that, you see that also happening. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's taking off, man. It's finally you know it's finally catching on, breaking out of the 
big cities, you know, and, and uh, expanding out into other areas that this whole cocktail uh, renaissance or whatever you want to call it, you know? So yeah, no, we've seen it out here too. I know they have a couple local ones um, and not nothing even to the extent of killing the Pacha. I mean, that's its own little animal there. But uh, we had one in San Francisco um, earlier in the year. And I think there was one in LA and San Diego. So they're popping up all over the place for sure. But still, you know, the, I mean, still, you're seeing in, in bars and restaurants the uh, they're they're trying and then but they just don't have all the knowledge. Here's an example: I went out to dinner the other night and uh, actually not not out to dinner. We sat at the bar and ate, but uh, so I ordered a um, Manhattan. Right? I was like, oh, they got uh, Antica. Uh, they got mm-hmm. good. They got some good vermouth there, and then I think they used um, I forget which which rye they were using, but it was it was it was a good one. And I said, and I'm looking at the glass that she's picking out, you know, and it's one of these gigantic martini glasses, you know, the biggest one you can buy, you know, Uh like, Oh man, that's, that's a big martini glass, you know, but then I see her mixing up the drink and she's stirring it properly. You know, she's not shaking it, but she's got barely any ice in there, you know? And I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching the whole thing, you know, she's got barely any ice in the glass and I'm going, that is going to be, that's going to knock me on my ass, that drink, because it's a gigantic martini glass, and she's not diluting it, you know? There's not enough ice. Yeah. And, and it was strong, and, you know, pff, I had one. That was it. That was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Man, but, you know, I mean, they had almost everything right. They were just mis- mixing, you know, the, the dilution is a big part of making the cocktail, you know? And and they didn't, they, that's the one element she didn't recognize, you know? And that drink, I don't, I don't know what they, I forget what it, what they charged me for it, whether it was twelve or fourteen dollars or whatever, but they probably lost money on it, you know, because how much how much liquor has she got to put in that thing, you know? Seriously, if it's that big of a glass, it's a giant I mean, glass, and she's not adding any water to it, you know? Yeah, and to make it look like it's not cheap, you got to fill the thing. I know, I know. Speaking of which, yeah. this is something I wanted to ask you guys. I have trouble with this when a guest uh, complains or even comments on the fact that their wine glass is not filled to the top. Discuss. <laughs> I had that actually on Saturday, man. I had I did a Valentine's couple party, and um, I had you know some avid wine drinkers, which which some of them there were schooled in wine, and they were still asking for for more wine. So I guess I mean, but that's different in the private sector. But I've also yeah. been behind a bar where. Uh, yeah, sometimes if they don't know about wine, they're like, well, fill it up, fill it up. You know, I want my money's worth. And they don't know quite how, uh, you know, how the wine is supposed to be poured. Yeah, so, I have a I, hard time explaining that without making the guest feel like an idiot. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And it's one of those things, too, as well. Like, if you get enough of those comments, you know, maybe it's time to uh, get a smaller glass. Right. right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, it's, but it's not the right, you know, there's a reason why it's not filtered, why you have a big yeah. glass and, the, and it's not That's filtered true. at the top. There's a reason for it, you know. Yeah, but, no, absolutely. You know, I love a gigantic wine glass, you know. it doesn't. I don't fill it to the top, you know. It's, it's great. You yeah. swirl it around, you stick your nose in it when it's a good glass of red wine. It's the best. Yeah. And then the other thing is the uh, the stem of the glass. I always like to see how people are holding the glass. You know, if they're cup in the if they're cup in the wine glass or the martini glass in their hand, and not using uh-huh. not using the stem at all. I always want nice. to. I always want to. I I never do it. I bite my tongue, but I'm always like, why does a wine glass have a stem or a martini glass? Do you know why? <laughs> you guys know the reason. Yeah, I, I feel like that one probably wouldn't go. Uh, no, so well. no, no. That would be even harder than the than the first than the first one explaining why the right. wine glass wasn't filled, but still. Yeah. <laughs> but it's one of those things you just want to say. <laughs> I know. Well, I think it. I think it. I don't say. Yeah. It. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Here's a question for you, Chris. Jig- uh-huh. Jiggers, jiggers are hard. 
I've always worked at free pour bars and I'm trying more and more now to use the jigger, you know, and uh, even especially at home, you know, just to get in the practice of it. But I just, yeah. I can't get it, you know? I mean, you're supposed to fill it all the way to the top and it's supposed to even have like that little dome, right? When you're done mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to spill a drop. How do you do it? <laughs> uh, you know, the, the one thing I actually recommend is uh, my favorite jigger right now is a cocktail kingdom jigger. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cool thing about it is that, uh, one side is a two ounce and the other side is an ounce. Mm-hmm. But inside it actually has lines to where the um, the level should be. So right. within a two ounce side, you have you know a mark in there for an ounce and a half. Mm-hmm. So you could use that as your ounce and a half. But, um, you know, the taller, more slender Jiggers are a lot easier to pour out of. Mm-hmm. So I'm used to using the the little conical ones. You know, they're about an inch and a half tall. But like you said, right. they're so hard to um, measure accurately and then pour into a glass. But yeah, yeah, if you keep your fingers a little bit closer to the glass, um, that usually helps out a little bit too. Like pour over the glass and then just tip it over, like backhand it almost. Mm. Uh, that may be able to help a little bit too. Right, right. Well, I was yeah. uh, I was reading, and I forget if it was this book, The Alchemy in a Glass, or it was the Death and Company uh, book. He said when he's training his bartenders, he has them put a um, white piece of paper or paper towel maybe under under your station there where you're making the drink, and it shouldn't have a drop on it when they're done, you know. So <laughs> so I've been practicing that at home, you know, making sure nice. I don't spill a good, pres- precious yeah. drop of my expensive uh, liquors. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> it is, you know, once you start tracking that shit and it's like, you know, and you, you're figuring out your pour costs every week and it's like, you know, every drop every drop counts. Yeah. It really yeah, for does. Sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. When you're trying to hit that 20%, you know, pour cost, it's like everything matters. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now, uh, the other, uh, one of the things um, I tried a couple of months ago was actually to find out the volume inside of your jiggers to see if they were accurate. Yeah, I saw that post of yours. Yeah, that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's surprising how off they actually are. Yeah, yeah. There were a couple that were over 10% off, mm. um, you know, with different sizes and stuff. So it uh, just because you're using, you know, just because one is using like an accurate, they feel like an accurate measure. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these jiggers are just, they're punched out in the, the least amount of uh, production cost possible. So yeah. they're not exactly accurate. So um, it's kind of, it's almost counterintuitive, you know. <laughs> I know. Right. Yeah. But I guess if you if you come up to your you know if you come up with your recipe and it's standardized and you're doing it the same every time, that's the most important part, you know. It's sort, Absolutely. It's yeah. sort of like uh, you know if you're playing music with somebody else and you you're both tuned to this you know you're you're kind of not tuned properly but you're tuned the same. That's sort of the same. Right. That's I don't know. Yeah. If, Everybody gets that musical analogy, but <laughs> yeah, and that's a nice analogy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I get it. So uh, I, I've been, I've been making my Negronis lately with um, I, I love it with a, a um, twisted grapefruit rather than orange. Oh, it's so good. But I, mm-hmm. I've also been doing a, um, a little. Sometimes I'll do a salted rim on the glass, and it's oh, like nice. some. Uh, I got this Hawaiian black sea salt. Man, it's good. It's really good, and uh, I got that idea when I interviewed a guy named Paul Ryan. Uh, he makes uh, Loft and Bearer vodka in downtown L.A., and uh, he, he had a guy who making cocktails for him uh, at Manhattan Cocktail Classic, and they did that salted rim with with their Negroni. I mean, they were using vodka, but instead of gin, but um, it was cool. And they used a um, a uh, ro- rosemary infused salt. It was 
delicious, man. So anyway, I made a Negroni for this kid, and uh, he was telling me, yeah, I went, I went out to this restaurant, and, and they had Negronis, you know, and I said, I want a salted rim on my <laughs> with my Negroni, and they thought I was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? It sounds, it sounds so good, though. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's good. And, you know, it's got to be good salt. You know what that, just like regular old kosher salt, you know? Yeah. I've been get, I, I get into the craziest things, you know. I have like five different <laughs> five different kinds of salt. The Hawaiian sea salt, like salt from the Himalayas or something, you know. It's, oh, it's, nice. <laughs> I'm nuts. Anyway. Hey, Brian, so I got to ask you this, man. I want to turn this uh, on to you because, um, you know, since it's, you know, 100th episode. Yeah. You know, I'm curious to know, man. I mean, 100 episodes is a lot, man. And hats off to you, man, because I know <laughs> it's not easy to run, a you know, a podcast you know, be consistent. You and I talked about that. Yeah. And, and constantly delivering the goods on a weekly basis. But, you know, so I have to ask you, man, what what has been this experience, this 100th episode experience and just everything that you've experienced with all the connections and all the things you've learned? What are some of the memorable like moments that you've had uh, throughout these 100 episodes? I was talking about it in the, in the intro here that it's going to play before we, uh, you know, before our talk here comes on, uh, on this hundredth episode. And it's like, I, I said, you know, the, uh, first of all, the bartender journey, um, name was like the perfect name because, you know, looking back at that guy a hundred episodes ago, there was so much that I didn't know. And, right. and I, I, you know, I've, I've educated myself, um, through, through doing research and being curious and, and, and reading and, and meeting these amazing people, you know, and, to um i mean the 99th episode was uh dale degroff and man that's you know yeah, great he, episode oh thanks yeah he was you know he's the he's the king you know king mm-hmm. king cocktail and um you know to meet deshaun and and jimmy han and all these people um julie reiner and you know it's yeah it's been crazy you know and it makes you uh it just elevates your own game you know to be around amazing people like that i think and uh but but most of all, just being curious and wanting to learn more all the time, you know. I think that's what this show has done for me. You know, it made me uh, confident. You know, this this job that I took, uh, I, I wouldn't have had the confidence to even apply for this job. I don't think without you know, it was just after Tales of the Cocktail this past year where this opportunity came up, and I was like, you know shit i could do anything now you know i've, I've been talking I, i've been getting advice from dale degroff and deshaun and jimmy Han and you know I, these guys are the top people in this industry you know and uh right. but uh you know the job's been a rocky road because there's a whole other side other side which is the food side which i hadn't done in years you know so it's been uh that it, it's been uh hairy it's been tough but uh anyway the the job the uh the, the show is really um yeah, it, it's cool, you know, and it's just a consistent uh, learning experience. And it is hard, you know, like, uh, you know, show 101, I don't have a clue what I'm going to do for that show. I don't I have no idea. <laughs> you know, next week, I don't know what I'm going to what I'm going to talk about. Actually, hope, hopefully, uh, Vano's going to come on. I was talking to him. Nice. I was talking to him the other day, and hopefully we'll get him. I was hoping to have him on for show 100, you know. He should be, he, he, we founded the show together, and he, he should have been here for number 100, but we couldn't work it out. But uh, hopefully next week he'll be on. That's the plan, anyway. Nice. So uh, to kind of piggyback on that question, what's what's like uh, over all the 100 episodes that you've done? What was the one episode that you were just like that was the best one? Like looking back on all 100, well, what is the one you're just like, man, that was yes. cool. 
I mean, that's a great question. I mean, walking the first time I walked into employees only, I was like, this is the best fucking bar in the world, man. And and to have the opportunity to talk to Deshaun, that was incredible, man. That that was incredible. And we, and we did it, uh, Skype interview like this and we a video call actually. And, uh, actually you can even go on YouTube and I, I put, I posted it as a video somewhere on YouTube. Uh, I don't update that YouTube channel very often, but it's up there somewhere. Uh, but, um, but I mean, that, this he, he's such an awesome dude so so um giving with his knowledge you know and uh happy to share everything he knows with anybody and uh you know i and i i had just um been to uh, an event where he was bartending at tales of the cocktail you know he actually made me a drink which was awesome you know and uh it was that that was pretty pretty awesome and then with dale DeGroff too and and to sit with jimmy Han at his bar you know and talk to him it was um yeah but uh, also some of the shows, just sitting around bullshitting, talking about bartending with uh, with Vano especially. You know, I mean, show number 19, I don't know why, it's just me and Vano sitting around bullshitting about bartending, nothing in particular, and it's one of our most downloaded shows. Awesome. Yeah. But that guy, that guy Paul Ryan, even, that I mentioned, who uh, he is making vodka in downtown L.A., he was just such a cool guy to talk to, you know? I mean, it's, he was just really enjoyable conversation, you know? And, uh nice. And then there's you guys. Ah. Ah. <laughs> and last but not least. Exactly. <laughs> well, man, we we got to – I think the first thing we should do when we meet in New Orleans is uh, oh, do a shot of Fernet Bronco. How about that? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that sounds like a plan to me, man. I'm in. <laughs> well, it won't be long now, I guess. I don't know. It's summer somewhere, like I was saying. It's summer's coming. Such a great name for a cocktail, man. Isn't it? Oh, I should have copyrighted that before I put it on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, guy, did you hear the episode with Ray Foley? He was—he's this old school bartender. He runs Bartender Magazine and Bartender.com, and uh, um, he—he—he invented was it the fuzzy navel? The fuzzy navel, right? Uh, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he's this—he's this old school dude, man. And uh, if you go to—if you go, I get his magazine, and and he has a thing where you can um, name a cocktail and uh, send him the recipe, and he'll send you back a certificate, you know, registering that that you know you that was yours first, you know. Oh, nice. <laughs> but he's he's a salty old dog man he's he's cool you gotta check him out ray foley he wrote he, actually he um he wrote, he wrote the book literally uh how to run a bar for dummies oh no kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh that's pretty cool yep and then he has another one too how to um i forget if it's how to mix drinks or how to make cocktails for dummies something like that but but yeah it's a good book how to run how to run a bar for dummies it's a really good book and have you guys noticed that i've seen more and more bartending podcasts i mean i know i, know. I think bartender journey i mean brian you were like one of the first yeah. podcasts if i'm not mistaken was there another, i think there was another one i think it was a guy named actually i know him uh mr martini which he launched his podcast uh a couple years ago when really podcasting wasn't a thing but and then he stopped and then i think that's when i discovered you Ah, and, and I don't know. Bartender I, journey. I didn't. I didn't know that one. But I haven't seen too many. And and then Chris came along. Well, there's and did there's, there's uh, so, yeah. There's a lot of great. You know, there's Damon Bolt. Damon Bolte. He does a show. It's it's Heritage Radio, which I guess it goes out live, but you can get it as a podcast as well. Oh, and, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's a good one. And he's he's been like four years or something. But it, that's more of a radio show that's available as a podcast, you know. But it's a good show. Very mm-hmm. good show. Uh, yeah, I've never, yeah. I never had any contact with him. Somehow, uh, it's called the Speakeasy. Is the name of his show. 
Oh yeah, I heard a couple. Of and episodes. oh, and then uh, big competition now. Steve Schneider started a show. Yeah, I heard yeah, about I heard about that. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's just got three a three out now. About it though, man. But you guys have different styles, and I think that's the beautiful thing about what you know, even with Chris and what Julia were doing with you know, a bar above and what they're doing, and then you what you're doing with with bartender journey, and of course Steve show I listened to. I think it's first episode, and um, you know it, it's different. Yeah, you know it's different. Yeah, there's so room. I, I there's room the for all of us. Yeah, for sure, man. You guys have different styles as well, so I think that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I think I mean, more bartenders podcasting, the better, I think, you know? It's worth word. Yeah, exactly. It's like they, there can't be too many bars, right? There can't be too many bartender podcasts either. <laughs> yeah. Anything, edu- yeah. Yeah, education, yeah. exactly. That's what it's all about, right? Absolutely, yep. yeah. And Absolutely. Sharing, sharing what you know and, and meeting new people. Yep. Very cool. Well, guys, I sure appreciate you guys coming on my show. And I'm um, glad to know you. And, yeah, of course. Thanks for having us. And can't wait to uh, meet up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Tales of the Cocktail is going to be a, uh, an amazing, amazing experience, as it always is. But this one's yeah. going to be a little more fun this year. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, I'm going to be busy running around taping stuff for, uh, for Tales 365, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, but it's, it's hectic. Like, my, my, my schedule fills up real quick. But then, you know, by, by 5, 6 o'clock, all of that's over. And if you can still walk straight, there's plenty more to do. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, well, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to it. And, and Brian, just keep up the great work, man. Listen, cheers once again for the hundredth episode. It's an honor um, to be on the hundredth episode. You and I have definitely cultivated this strong bond through through our love for for cocktails. And I've learned a lot from you and your podcast show. And a lot of people, I'm sure, out there listening can attest to the fact that you have, you know, always have been providing great content for aspiring bartenders and bartenders that want to take their game to the next level, man. So keep up the great work. I'm looking forward to a hundred more episodes. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. You definitely, you have our back, man. You will always have my support, but man, appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for the kind words and, uh, and your support, man. You guys are best. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cheers, man. Happy 100. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Well, there you have it. Bartender Journey, episode number 100. My name is Brian Vincent Weber. Thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to get in touch for any reason. You can email me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at barkeeptips. And you can find the website, bartenderjourney.net, at that very URL, bartenderjourney.net. And uh, Facebook, just search for Bartender Journey. And, uh, yeah, go to the website and uh, poke around there. There's some interesting things, uh, including Chris Tunsdale's course, who we were just talking to. And he has a great uh, resource for you guys, a uh, great online uh, bartending course. Please check that out. And, um, yeah, we'll see you on show number 101. Cheers. Yeah.